1: Hello, and welcome to The Gaily Prophet, a podcast for two queer IRL witches reread Harry Potter and talk about it. I am your co-host and America's favorite griffin dandy, Lark Malachi Grey. And
0: I'm Jesse Blount, your other co-host and griffin dyke extraordinaire. And we're going to be uh, talking about chapters four and five of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, The Keeper in the Keys and Diagon Alley, for those who are following along at home which you should be cuz it's cool. Yeah, yeah it is. So much happens in both of these chapters, by the so way. So much happens.
1: We we thought we were going to do three chapters again and then I got to like my seventh page of notes for two of the chapters and was like, we can't possibly do more than this. This can't be a 3-hour long recording. <laughs> All right. So, let's dive into this here newspaper starting with Today's headlines, Area Boy mysteriously grows a pig's tail, claims he was cursed by a giant. (laughs) And Local Boy Kidnapped returns home, claiming to have been taken to a secret other world. So that's where we are for this week. And now we turn the page to the front page, entering chapter four, in which... Harry meets Hagrid and learns that he is a wizard and the truth about how his parents died. Is that a good enough synopsis? That's what it would say if this was IMDb, so... That is actually a pretty good synopsis of what happened in this chapter. By popular demand, we will be offering a brief synopsis, but you're not getting more than IMDb would give you, so... <laughs>
0: I feel like we're just giving people the, like, Twitter version summary. Like, if you were read a series of tweets, that was just the synopsis of these chapters. So, another reason why you should be reading along with us, so then it'll be fresh in your memory about what we're talking
1: about. Yeah, and also reading two chapters takes, like, five minutes of your life. Yeah. I'm exaggerating a bit, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it. you can do it while you have your morning poop. Let's yeah. be real.
0: Yeah, if you're not taking copious notes like we are, it'll probably... <laughs> Right. It would take you about as long as it would to be angry about your family on Facebook or something. And probably (laughs) much more rewarding is to read Harry Potter and to not look at your racist uncle's Facebook post. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, that is how you are going to get through this holiday season. (laughs) Just uh, take a copy of uh, Sorcerer's Stone and regale your family with Harry Potter trivia if they start saying anything that you don't want to talk about or agree with.
1: Speaking of racist uncles, <laughs> let's talk about Harry Potter chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the front page is just where we like talk about all of the things from these chapters that don't belong in other chapters. So my first my first thing is that the first line of this chapter uses the singular they... So since we're here for queer content, I just want to point out to anybody who thinks that using the singular they is hard that when Harry says, boom, they knocked again, he means one human knocked. He doesn't mean there's more than one person knocking. They knocked again, and we all read that as a person knocked again. And that, children, is how
0: you use the singular they. I mean, um, yes, very true. Also, if you don't like the singular they go fuck yourself is sort of <laughs> my opinion
1: yeah get out of this podcast you're not <laughs> welcome here
0: uh...
1: I got a lot I don't know I could talk for 20 years we can trade off I don't know how we should
0: yeah I, have, I also have a list of some random things um, I also I think my first note is where did, where did where did Hagrid get this birthday cake do you think he baked it himself no because it's good That's fair. Hagrid only knows how to bake rock
1: cakes, which I assume just means that Hagrid is like us and has ADHD and cannot remember to take his cake out of the (laughs) oven in time. He just like, all of his cakes are shriveled up because he accidentally baked all the moisture out. Although I think you're very good at remembering to take baked goods out. I, on the other hand, am very good at lighting food on fire and having to rush it out of my house to try and not set off the fire alarm and upset my dogs
0: i guess i always assumed that they were scones which i feel like a lot of scones are very dry and like not super good so
1: yeah no hagrid definitely didn't bake the cake if we're talking about things that hagrid has in his coat pockets though he has a live owl (laughs) in his coat pocket which makes me so upset I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And then he also has door mice in his coat pocket, which I can only assume are to feed to his live owl in his coat pocket. And everything about that
0: entire scenario makes me so upset. It didn't even ever occur to me to assume those mice were food for the owl. That is actually a little upsetting. It's so upsetting. I actually was trying to figure out, do you think... Do you think that his coat has magical pockets or that because Haggard is just so large, he just literally has like 30 pockets of various sizes in his regular coat? That one. Harry says the
1: coat seems to be made of nothing but pockets,
0: so... I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a coat that a certain kind of like Midwestern butch dyke would really be into, which is just nothing but pockets. Uh-huh. And I feel like it maybe also a little bit appeals to me because I'm just like, more pockets. <laughs> Just more pockets everywhere.
1: Pockets are great. Don't put owls in them.
0: Yeah, I would. Act- I would actually literally never do that,
1: unless it's like your pet rat that is enjoying being in your pocket.
0: I actually have a whole thing for a politics section about the at least the treatment of. I mean, actually, I guess for the next ch- for like chapter six, but the treatment of animals in these in this in this book is a little bit upsetting.
1: Yeah that's the other thing with the owl in his pocket is that why is everyone in harry potter always like carrying owls around with them when owls are apparently like the smartest fastest creatures that have ever existed in the entire world and you could just be like please meet me at the hut on the rock I'm going to need to send a letter to Dumbledore instead of get in my pocket. Don't put the owl in your pocket. Don't put owls in a cage ever. Just be like, I'll meet you at this address. Or don't just be like, find me because you don't even have to give them an address. So just be like, goodbye. I'll see you where I'm going. You know where I'm going because you're like some sort of psychic tracking device
0: yeah i actually was wondering about that i have a note i'm like why are the owls always in cages that's the only animal that shouldn't be in a cage and then all the <laughs> other like toads and rats are just like d- off on their very own they should be in the <laughs> container what the fuck like it doesn't is make there... any sense i'm like the wizarding world needs like aspca or like some kind of like <laughs> educational program to be like put your toad in a tank or a glass bowl, or literally Welcome anything. Welcome to the Gaily Prophet, a podcast <laughs> where we talk about public services that the Wizarding <laughs> World lacks, and how upset we are about it. Um, actually, I actually have a note about both Hagrid's title and the child. The title of this chapter, which is, if Hagrid is the keeper of the keys, like realistically, how many? keys does hogwarts have slash need if you can just use your wand to unlock doors and i mean i'm assuming there's some because like i think uh filch has keys also but like shouldn't hagrid have like five keys and like a whole ring of them it's a little bit bewildering
1: i think that hagrid gave himself that title and that those (laughs) keys don't do anything (laughs)
0: That makes more sense and actually does really fit to Hagrid's personality.
1: Yeah, he just really likes to feel, like, special and important, and I feel like he just, like, he wanted something really fancy to say when he picked up Harry, and so he just was like, keys, keys unlock things and are important. Those are just all the leftover keys from when they set up the things for protecting the Sorcerer's Stone. He just like gathered them all up and put them on a ring and was like, "I'm gonna keep these. They're cool."
0: Right. Uh, it looks like, "Go ahead, have as many keys as you want, Hagrid. Hey, You're great." <laughs> uh huh. Um,
1: I I wanted to know because Harry's uh, Hogwarts invitation letter, when he gets it, says that they await his return owl. But he didn't get the letter delivered by an owl. It came in the muggle post. He lives in the muggle world. He where was he supposed to get an owl? And did they just like accidentally send him the wizard version of the Hogwarts letter because they know that his parents were wizards? i actually damn it. I really want to use I really want to use which as the gender neutral term because we know that witch is a gender neutral term. That's why it applies to both of us. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to make that switch. I'm going to fuck it up, but I'm going to try. But So they know that his parents were witches, but hopefully they didn't send Hermione a Hogwarts acceptance letter that said, we await your return owl, because otherwise,
0: how did she... (laughs) respond to Hogwarts <laughs> Hermione's parents were like what the actual fuck um maybe her letter said put it in the mailbox addressed to but that's even more bewildering if you're like work at the post office and you're like where the fuck is Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry what is this
1: joke his whole letter I just find like super super baffling because if an actual like muggle born got that letter they would be like what kind of weird prank is this
0: right I mean, I assume that they must kind of like how Hagrid shows up to tell Harry all this stuff. They must have like someone show up and be like, yo, so your child's a witch and they're going to need a bunch of weird witch stuff, like a wand and some pewter cauldrons. And also they're going to go to school and like, you don't know where it is because no one does school and they'll be fine. Probably, you know. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming McGonagall must do some of that,
1: right? Oh yeah, because Dumbledore goes to get Riddle that way. All right, so they just like had some oversight with <laughs> Harry. We're like, well, he's supposed to know that he is a wizard, and so surely he has access to an owl in little win, win- that Yeah, how you say that.
0: Yeah. Oh man! Im- imagine this chapter of McGonagall would have showed up and been like, "I hate literally all of you, Harry. You're a w- you're a witch. Let's let's go." Yeah, that would have <laughs> made a lot more sense. <laughs> I actually have a note that like Hagrid is really great, but like I feel like this should have been like an actual teacher doing this and not. I I agree. He is not. He is not the man for this job. And then. Dudley wouldn't have had a pig's tail. Oh, my God. Which is really tragic, actually, you guys. Oh, Oh boy. Yeah.
1: So when Hagrid is telling Harry about his parents, a couple of things. When he has to tell him Voldemort's name, he says, everyone in our world knows it. And I want to know, given that, like ron and Ginny, for instance were like uh respectively too young or not born yet when voldemort was defeated and no one says the name how do they know what his name is is there like a sit down like the sex talk where the the parents are like i'm gonna say this name never repeat it but you need to know what he who must not be named, was actually named?
0: I mean, I feel like maybe in the Weasleys' case, I feel like either Bill maybe had that talk with his younger siblings. I mean, the other option is is that maybe it actually was a serious talk considering that both of Molly's brothers were murdered by Voldemort in the First War. Right. I'm um, So I'm assuming that must have been a like, oh, by the way, both of your uncles were murdered by This dude, I won't say his. I'm gonna say his name once and never again. And it's just like, you know,
1: yeah. It does seem like it would be relevant to have them know what his name was in case they like ever heard someone say it out in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like my mom had to sit down with me where she explained what the c word was because she was like, "This is the worst of all swear words. You'll probably never." hear anyone say it but like in case you do i want you to be prepared and aware of like how bad of a word it is never repeat it
0: so maybe it's like that i have literally never had that kind of conversation with a family member so i'm gonna take your word for it um i learned everything in books because i am literally Hermione granger so (laughs) i mean that's not a bad thing to be so, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a variety of ways that children who were born in, like, Harry's generation find, find this out. I mean, I'm sure it was a much different conversation, say, that, like, Lucius and Narcissa had with uh, Draco.
1: Different, but kind of similar, right? Whereas they probably always refer to him as, like, the Dark Lord, but they're still not allowed to say his name. So it was probably still a sit down where it was like, yeah. this is what the Dark Lord's real name is you don't get to use that name. Totally different of, like, in reverence. Mm-hmm. But still, like, a, here is this this powerful word that you never get to say again, but you need to know what it is.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that means that he succeeded in his uh, name change from Tom Marvolo, or however you pronounce his, his middle name, to Voldemort, but it's also still kind of cheesy. It's like, my dude... Yeah. Like you kind of had already a cool name, like I love that I he, get it.
1: He was like, Oh, I know what I should do, an anagram.
0: <laughs> <It's the laughs> nerdiest shit. It's like, I'm not gonna like pick it's anything. So nerdy. Like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And it's like the reveal of it, which does not even happen in this book. However, the reveal is he's like so dramatic about it. I know. And then <laughs> like i feel like it would have been great if harry just was like cool <laughs>
0: you know yeah. like neat anagram bro oh my god and it's just funny because it's like clearly that's an anagram created by like a 13 year old or probably like this is so cool i'm so edgy right that he still continued to anagrams use <laughs> to fear of death it's so <laughs> sweet he still used it in adulthood
1: <laughs> like... oh
0: man it's so Uh, much i feel like i feel like he's a like i don't know sleeveless nine inch nails t-shirt away from the being like a mall goth like Voldemort (laughs) is kind of a mall goth he is oh my god (laughs)
1: like think if he had had some live journal even if he had had live journal the world could have been spared so much terror he just would have like published his poetry with a black background with red font, creepy red font, yes, and like autoplay, you know, I don't know, pantera music <laughs> when you go to his site and <laughs> oh there's like a old school pixely gif of like a dead rose with the petals falling off of it that
0: like goes behind all of his poetry um he would also have a myspace page and his top eight would be the inner circle of death eaters and they would all fight over who is in his top eight bellatrix would be mad about which order in the top eight she would be in she would clearly be number five (laughs) just to spite
1: her Uh, yes (laughs) he would have like been switching them around constantly just to fuck with all of them he totally would anyway (laughs) <laughs> I want to talk about Hagrid getting expelled. Well, actually, I just want to talk about like getting expelled from Hogwarts. The whole like snapping, like they snapped Hagrid's wand. It. I don't get it. Like this is a recurring thing that happens. Hogwarts is not tied to the government. Kids can be homeschooled. Like IRL, if you get expelled from school, you go to a different school or you get homeschooled. Yeah. That's exactly what should happen if you get expelled from Hogwarts. Like, what right do they have to snap your wand? And and why do they do it? It's not like, okay, he, like, led a monster into the school, but why does that mean he can't ever do magic again? Like, fucking Death Eaters still get to have their wands. Like, P- Bellatrix Lestrange has her wand. I assume she, like went and found the box that she would have gotten back when she was released from Azkaban, like, in people prison, where they, like, give you your box of shit that you had when you came to prison. So, like, like, you didn't complete your
0: magical education, so you can't have a wand? Like... Yeah, that's fucked up. I also, I also kind of wonder if, just like in real life, you know, Hagrid is an orphan, and he's also half giant and no one really to advocate for him if maybe because he had a lack of advocates besides Dumbledore that like there was anyone to be like you know what it wasn't really that bad the monster didn't hurt anyone okay I guess that one girl died but like that's all right we'll just uh let him keep his wand, you know because like you're right it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for like Hogwarts to have the power to like do that in a world where like your wand is like a part of your arm, essentially.
1: And it's not even Hogwarts, it's the ministry. Like, that's the thing that I think weirds me out the most, because when Harry gets in trouble in the next book, the letter is from the ministry that says someone is going to come snap your wand. So, but, I don't know, like kids drop out of school, the Weasleys drop out of school, why don't they get their wands snapped if not completing your Hogwarts education means that you get your wand snapped. It just, like, and also why couldn't he just go get another wand?
0: I mean, I feel like in the next chapter it sounded like I mean, Ollivander was not about to sell him a new wand, because Ollivander's like, you're not using the parts of your wand, right? And he's like, LOL, no, I'm not. It's fine, everything's fine. <laughs> but
1: But there are other wand makers. Like he could have he could have gone to another place, you know, another country where they don't yeah. know that he was expelled from Hogwarts I don't know, it just seems like super weird, like a really weird thing to do Uh, Why can't a car crash kill a witch? Hagrid's like, a car crash killed Lily and James Potter as if that's possible Why? Why would they say that? Why couldn't they die in a car crash? Car crashes are fucking dangerous.
0: Maybe they're... (laughs) Maybe wizards knowing that cars are literal death traps are like, you know what? We're We're gonna ward our car. We're gonna put some, like, protective charms on it. Like, I don't know. Maybe you could just apparate out of the car if you had enough time. Like, I don't know. There's gotta be something. Yeah, that makes sense. And
1: their cars all can, like go between other cars and whatever okay yeah cause when I read Hagrid's outrage I was just like I don't know it seems like car crashes can kill like pretty much anything like <laughs> but you're right they probably would, would take preventative measures to not be killed in a car crash
0: so wait are you saying that uh, Harry just should have hit Voldemort like a semi truck and it would have been the end of everyone's <laughs> problem <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's like Harry Potter, the terrible action movie where he just skates in <laughs> and like does a like three sixty turn and like just smashes. Oh my into god!
1: Um, I would, I would
0: watch second that.
1: Buffy reference in like two seconds. It'd just be like Willow <laughs> on top of the bus in season six, yes. like slamming into Xander's car. Just Harry <laughs> up there, like. Black eyes, veiny, just oh slamming God. into Voldemort. <laughs> <sighs> Great. Uh, well, that's our next fanfic.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Harry Potter, t- too fast, too furious. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. No. Um, so <laughs> back to ch- back to this chapter. I also want to point out that Hagrid's description of what happened to Lily and James seems to sort of be the, like, common knowledge version of events where no one knows why Voldemort wants to murder the Potters, but he just shows up and, like, kills his parents but doesn't kill him. And it's all very, like, we don't know what, And it's, I don't know, it's very interesting that, like, It's kind of like, oh, it happened. We're not quite sure why, but there you go. Yeah, it kind of
1: is in line with this whole thing of me being super fucking upset about them knowing where Harry sleeps. Like, because he gets another letter here where it's like, Harry Potter, the floor, hut on the rock, the sea, which, Hmm. great address. But um, I don't like it. I don't like that they know that he's on the floor. Like, I... It's so unsettling to me. And I kind of feel like it's because the wizarding world is just like the most big brother that anything has ever been because and and they just I don't know, we're watching, you know? Like, how else could they possibly know what happened? That he mm. tried to kill Harry, that his powers broke, like yeah. Any of that, it's like someone was watching. That's like the Wicked Witch of the West with her crystal ball. Just like this is my job at the Ministry. Is just someone in the Department of Mysteries watching every single wizarding event that's going on. Like tuning into the ones that seem relevant. So they're like, "Ooh, what happened to the Potters? Let me like go back and check the tapes."
0: So there, there's no CP. There's no uh, CPS. Or ASPCA, but there is which NSA? <laughs>
1: Correct. They have their priorities straight, they those guys. They
0: have the most backwards ass priorities. Uh,
1: my only other, like, front page note for chapter four is the fact that it is so wild that Hagrid just kidnaps Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Like he just kidnaps a child. That's out of control. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, on as a employee of Hogwarts, kind of. I guess I don't know. It is. It is weird. This only works because the Dursleys don't give a fuck about Harry. But I.
1: But yes. But he definitely like takes a child away against the <laughs> explicit orders of that child's legal guardians like they might not give a fuck but they say you can't take him and hagrid does it anyway and that is definitely kidnap no matter what yeah that's true chapter five synopsis Hagrid takes Harry to Diagon Alley, where he meets other wizards for the first time. He buys his school supplies and a wand. Hagrid buys him an owl. He meets Malfoy for the first time. Is that everything relevant?
0: That covers everything relevant. I can't believe that people who get the newspaper
1: have to wake up and pay an owl at like six o'clock every morning. Why can't you subscribe? Like, I, yeah. if I had to wake up and pay five nuts... Every freaking morning to get my newspaper, I would never read a newspaper. I want to pay you however much that is a year, one time to get my newspaper every morning and not have an owl like attacking my face for money because (laughs) I don't wake up at 6 a.m. I don't even exist at 6 a.m. You just wouldn't get the paper, I think, is what it comes down to. I wouldn't get the paper, but also, that's just, like, a stupid system. (laughs) Five nuts, also, like, you're having to constantly, if you are the one getting the money for the papers, you're just going to the bank with, like, sacks and sacks of pennies, (laughs) essentially. Just, like, dumping them on the counter. It's just, that's not practical.
0: I mean, it's not practical because it's, like if an owl can only carry one paper at a time and only like five nuts at a time it's like like is this owl it's going like back and forth a million times in the morning i want to know how this like paper distribution works very badly like how does this you have magic couldn't you just have it appear at everyone's doorstep and not even bother with owls they probably could
1: all right what you got
0: um, what do you think Hagrid is knitting when they're on the subway to Diagon Alley? It's I described know. as a like yellow circus tent, and I am assuming it is a blanket. I think it's a throw for his bed, or maybe for Fang's bed. Yeah, I want to say is maybe it is a blanket for one of the many creatures that he loves. Yeah, it's like a wounded unicorn blanket or something. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I have a couple more things uh i would definitely read literally everything on harry's book list um also h- does harry ever wear his pointed witch hat which is on his list i believe that they are all wearing hats all the time <laughs> there's a couple oh times god.
1: that the hats are mentioned really offhandedly they are all wearing witch hats thank god the movie took that out that's so silly <laughs>
0: I feel like in my brain, I was just like, no, they're not wearing hats.
1: No, that's, that's too silly. The books. Can we talk about the books?
0: Yeah, let's talk about the books. So you know how the
1: the names of the authors, some of them are like, clearly jokes having to do with what the books are called? Yeah. So I I did some research or whatever. Uh, so the the book on curses is by, and that's one that he sees in the bookstore, I'm not on his list, but vindictus viridian so uh, viridian is a color of green which means like green is a euphemism for jealous so basically this dude's name is jealous vindictive (laughs) and he wrote a book on curses uh the transfiguration book is written by emmerich switch and emmerich means power so this book was written by switching power
0: or by power switch, which is a completely different. Way too sexy. <laughs> that was,
1: I was like, <laughs> different kind of book. Very, very different book. <laughs> um, magical herbs and fungi is written by Philita Spore. Philita means loving, so her name is like Spore Lover, basically. Uh potions is Arsenius Jigger. Arsenius means virile and jigger is like a measurement of liquid. So I am breaking that one down to basically potent pour, Poor like P-O-U-R. Uh-huh. And then lastly is just Newt Scamander wrote Fantastic Beasts, and that one's just his name is Newt Salamander. So he likes animals. Great job.
0: Um, so I have with this chapter, Quirrell touches Harry, which means this is pre him being possessed by Voldemort. It is. Yeah, he's not wearing the turban yet. He he is wearing the turban, I think. Uh-huh. But he uh uh-uh. uh
1: He's not. No, you're wrong. No, I just I just <laughs> looked. Um I've, I'm pretty sure that when I just reread it when I was looking at my notes, he was not.
0: But like that just means that the timeline is And, like, one month between when Harry's birthday is and the start of school, he has been somehow possessed by Voldemort. (laughs) And I'm like, like, where were you for that month that, like, you got possessed? Dude.
1: Oh, so I had uh, a couple of things. Why do owls count as pets when they have to stay in the owlery? Like... They're not with you in the common room. They're not actually, like, a pet that you get to hang out with. Also, it explicitly says a cat or a toad or an owl. And then in the next chapter, Ron brings a rat. It, like, doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's so weird. Like, if she knew that she was going to have a character bring a rat, why wouldn't she include rats
0: on the Hogwarts list? I mean, I think it must be a, like... The only thing I can think of is that no one is checking, I guess, if you're bringing, like, a rat or a hamster to Hogwarts. Um, it does seem weird because it feels like you could, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to say you could, like, can people bring their dogs? But I guess that would be, like, a bit more. There's, like, 80 kids per house, if 80
1: kids all brought cats those common rooms would be a disaster
0: but i mean harry does say when he goes on the train there's like just cats everywhere just walking around chilling going in between people's legs when he's on the platform so like a lot of people must have cats there must be a lot of cats at hogwarts where do they go is there like a cattery Are there a bajillion kittens everywhere? Because, like, are all these cats fixed? It's all... The cats are definitely fixed. (laughs) I will not
1: have... I will not entertain the idea that those cats are not fixed. There is, like, an anti-cat breeding spell (laughs) cast over Hogwarts as one of the protective charms. (laughs) So many cats. I'm not having it with, like, a bunch of pregnant cats running around Hogwarts. Oh, no. Hogwarts would be, like, the kind of places that the ASPCA goes and raids and takes all the (laughs) cats away. Because it's not humane to have that many cats in a small space. If all these kids are keeping their cats in their their house, like, common space
0: with them, that is so many goddamn cats. I mean, it only... It only makes sense if the cats are allowed to just kind of, like, wander around free. I mean, Crookshanks was, like, in the woods and on the... doing whatever in the castle. He was just doing whatever he pleased. So, like, you would kind of have to give them free reign of the castle, or right. Is there, like, a secret cat tunnel system? Like,
1: those, like, cat people who make, like, steps up on their walls and everything for their cats to do? So cats have their own entrances in and out of gryffindor tower because they definitely don't know the password to get in past the fat lady
0: she's just constantly opening and closing the <laughs> so portrait many for cats. cats it would just be non-stop <laughs> you wouldn't even have need a password you just wait for like someone's like tabby cat to be like going to bed and yeah but like more
1: so cats are jerks
0: so the fat lady
1: would be like, I'm annoyed that this cat keeps coming in and out. And the cat would be like, oh, are you? I'm so sorry. I'm going to need to leave again. It would be terrible. They they it definitely be... have to have their own cat system. Yeah. Welcome to the politics section where we talk about things that are fucked up.
0: I want to talk a little bit about harry's class anxiety which i feel like in the later books you get a lot more and we'll get a lot more into sort of ron's like hardcore class anxiety which i feel like is not unwarranted Mm -hmm. but there's a moment in chapter five when harry's like so excited about you know the wizarding world and going to hogwarts and he's like looking at the galleons and the sickles and the nuts and he's just kind of like oh, I, like, don't have any money to do this. And I feel like that feeling was so relatable. The sort of, like, being a small... Like, being a child and being, like, there are things in the world that cost money and I don't have it, so I can't do this thing. Which is, of course, fucked up considering that the Jerseys are very middle class and we don't necessarily get that again from Harry just because he, in the... Basically, in the next couple of chapters, he's just like, oh, your parents were rich. So Mm -hmm. you got a lot of you got a lot of money, kid. You're like a trust fund kid. So you're fine. But I just I I still really appreciate there still being that moment before Harry finds that out. And I think that really also informs kind of how he thinks of his money, because then he like, you know, he is very, I think, aware and as sensitive as a small child can be to kind of like Ron's like chronic lifelong money and class anxiety so coming from such a, a large family where there's just like not a lot of money for things yeah actually and if you don't mind me transitioning into my rant about gringotts the way that the goblins are described is fucked up like it's fucked up it's so fucked up it's just it makes me like when I read it I just like cringe I'm just like why why did you why did you write them like this like oh my god why it's just ugh it's such a f-
1: such a weird decision to to just be like well non-human bankers they should clearly be Jews
0: it's like an unexcusable choice to have made
1: yes it absolutely is just full stop you didn't make a mistake you didn't not think about it you didn't not realize what you were doing you made this choice and it was the wrong choice and you owe the world a heartfelt and meaningful fucking apology that comes with an editing of the books that fixes the problem and like you owe an email to every single child that is out there reading these books right now, explaining what you did and why it was wrong. Yeah. She gives a fuckload of her money away to charities. And I hope she's giving at least 50% of it to like charities that are fighting anti-Semitism to fix the problems (laughs) that she has wrought.
0: Oh God. I hope so. Yeah. That is just such a, such a trash decision on a, on a lighter note. Green Gods really just need some ATMs, for real. And why, why do they take the customers down there? I would literally never want to do that. It's like a lawsuit waiting to happen. It's like I get motion sick on elevators. This would make me pass <sighs> out. I'm just like, no. Like, can we? Can someone just get me my money and I can just stand here in this cool lobby? Okay, thanks. I mean, I doubt that they're accruing
1: interest. So, like, why not just keep your money in
0: a tin can in your yard, you know? Maybe a lot of people do just keep it, like, in their mattresses. That's what I would do. I like, guess not accruing interest, and I have to be on a horrifying cart ride to my <laughs> vault? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. So, let's talk about... Let's talk about Malfoy, and that can be a lead into what I want to talk about with Madame Malkin. So... Okay. What did what do you have for Malfoy stuff?
0: I mean, mainly that whole passage with Harry and Malfoy in Madame Malkin's. It's almost like a textbook case of like a child who grew up in a with parents who are bigoted, regurgitating that same like bigoted rhetoric, and it's it's bewildering because. Malfoy doesn't know Harry he has no idea if he's like a pureblood or like a muggle-born or whatever but he's kind of assumes that Harry believes in the things that he's saying and it's just so it's just Malfoy like like trying to be like his family and just like putting on airs, even though he has no idea like what the fuck is going on
1: yeah I wrote down Malfoy as a little baby puppet yeah he's Obviously, I mean, you don't go to school till you're 11. So he's been homeschooled. He has only been exposed to his parents and his parents' peers his whole life. So 100% of what he's saying is 100% of what he knows. Like, yeah. one of the first questions he asks Harry is like, your parents are our kind, right? And who knows what what he would have said if Harry had said no, but I'm sure it wouldn't have been pleasant no and the thing is that like he's raised in that environment he doesn't know any different he gets to hogwarts and he's placed in slytherin he at no point is given an opportunity to be better like the sorting hat doesn't look at him and be like you know what you would really fucking benefit from being in ravenclaw
0: which he would you're
1: real smart and if i put you in a house where like other real smart people are going to challenge your beliefs, you could actually turn out to be a great fucking person. And then you could go back to your terrible, bigoted family and you could ruin the holidays. Just ruin them with all of your newfangled beliefs about inclusion and, like, not being a shithead. But instead it's like, yeah, terrible conservative homeschooling, terrible conservative Hogwarts house, death eater. Like, he is on a slide and he can't get off
0: yeah yeah i i feel like even if the sorting hat had gave him a choice he wouldn't he wouldn't have picked ravenclaw like he would have been like oh i need to be in Slytherin." that's like everyone i know my entire family like this is the proud heritage that i'm trying to like live you know i think the sorting hat could have
1: overruled him though you think yeah i mean it it was it wasn't positive about Harry, but some students it's totally sure of. So if it had like taken a peek and been like, wow, I could like really make a difference in your life. If I placed you in a not Slytherin house, no matter how much Malfoy was like, mm, Slytherin, and Slytherin, and the sorting hat has agency. It could have been like, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to help you not be terrible. I'm going to help you break this cycle.
0: Mm, that is true. Anyway, Malfoy could have done better in Ravenclaw. That would have been a, really excellent alternative universe of him and of him and luna being weirdly besties i don't know
1: oh no (sighs) she would have been the one you know in there every time he says something fucked up just like pulling the full uh you know the best response to someone saying something really racist and shitty which is what do you mean only luna would have been doing it with full naivety like not even being like I'm just gonna challenge this guy till his beliefs are different but she absolutely would have just not gotten it and would have just been like but what do you mean like yeah. full of earnestness trying yeah. to get him to explain until he just like dug himself into a hole in the floor aww
0: yeah <laughs> my heart I, I know I would my my soul to read anyway I mean I have anyway yes <laughs> That was your like
1: porn confession. You're like, I mean, I what? but I mean, i mean-
0: not, not even porn confession I definitely have read fanfic where they are like friends, and it's like really lovely. Uh-huh. but mostly under the assumption that like Luna is also a pure blood, so it'd roll in like pure blood circles, which I don't know if they ever explain in, but like kind of in like all the pl- all the pure blood kids know each other because it's like mm. there's like twenty eight families. So who the fuck else do you hang out with kind of deal. Uh, I don't think
1: she's like a pure blood, though. She's a mud blood. She's a half blood, rather. I feel
0: like. Do they ever explicitly say that her mom is a muggle, though? No,
1: but you're a half. It's like the one drop rule. You're a half blood if you can't trace your family tree back to wizards only into infinity. So, like, if ever once someone in your family has married. So, like, Tonks and Lupin's child. Is still a half-blood, even though Tonks and Lupin are both witches, mm. because Tonks' dad is a Muggle. Okay, so like their child isn't pure. You know what I mean? Your family yep. tree has to go back with no Muggles forever.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying that the I'm here for a, a Luna Draco friendship for always.
1: We'll add it no. to our fanfic for Patreon. <laughs> It's literally just a full fanfic of like Draco saying shitty stuff and Luna being like,
0: "But what do you mean?" And then her explaining it away by being like, "Maybe you like have an inf- infestation of this weird magical creature making you think this way." Yeah. "Let me help you." <laughs> it's like a it's like a spray bottle of like glitter water she just sprays at him I I just...
1: and <laughs> It's like the anti-racist Nargle yes glitter spray.
0: Oh my god! Don't worry, they can't get you
1: anymore. You're safe now. <laughs>
0: this is 110 percent what Luna would do, and it'd be so precious. <laughs> oh my god!
1: I this is the warmest I've ever felt during the politics section. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna need that because you're about to dig deep into bigotry and racism so. i am so
1: madam malkin this is the first but not the last time that we see her servicing a customer who is spewing terrible racist bullshit doing nothing like just nothing she doesn't she is the f- best example of like what being complicit looks like. Presumably she has good politics because she gets very uncomfortable. But if you don't speak up in situations like that, you are complicit. Madame Malkin's prime example. Just look to her if you're wondering what it looks like to be a bad ally.
0: I I assume that part of the reason for that is the money in which I'm sure pure bloods probably buy more like robes and cloaks and gowns and whatever than like people who are muggle born or like half-bloods and so I feel like part of that complacency must be like well I have to not scare off the Malfoys because I need those dollars but like obviously all of the school kids go to her shop to get fit it's just like that I mean I feel like
1: that makes it almost worse
0: i mean it it is worse because i mean maybe she could be like don't say that shit in my shop go somewhere else oh wait you can't you know <laughs> or I, I mean there's she she did it doesn't have to be that way but she's still complicit and it's fucked up because it's like you're dealing with literal children like what the fuck i mean no matter what no matter what like
1: I don't think there is a circumstance unless your own physical safety is threatened in which you as a person with privilege in the situation can hear someone performing that behavior, witness someone performing that behavior and not say something and have it be excusable. Like, she, once she lets Malfoy stand there saying those things... She is as bad as he is. That silence is what allows Voldemort to take over, you know? Right. Yeah. It just made me think a lot about, like, where the world is right now, like, in our world. And, like, I don't know. So, like, Evan, who is my partner, I think is, like, a good example to talk about with this because like he is a libra he is really non-confrontational like confrontation is terrifying to him but he is like so because of because he's a builder right because he's a carpenter he is in very very white hyper masculine spaces
0: Mm -hmm. most
1: of the time when he's at work and so yeah he has had to figure out ways to like not be complicit on a really really regular basis and it's not something that's natural to him and it's also something that could like cost him jobs right or like right he has you know messed up relationships with like subcontractors because he like calls them out on things but like you have to you know like he's in a position where he's like owns his company and he is white and he is like better at his job than most other folks are and so he has a lot of privilege and even when it's something where he's like gonna burn a bridge like we seriously when he's like going into a situation where he knows it's gonna happen like he asks if we can sit down and practice and like brainstorm ways to disrupt situations like that because that's just like what you have to do and that like her being like oh well I might lose money is the same thing like you still have to do something you know like yeah you too too bad that you might lose money but like that's it just too bad that you might lose money you still have to say something you still have to say like you can't talk that way in my shop yeah and it doesn't have to be like a have a sit down with somebody she could just be like don't talk that way in my shop
0: you know yeah i mean i think you're right with that level of complacency is definitely what allowed Voldemort to come back again so quickly is that everyone just kind of like keep your head down like don't say anything just go about your day don't care about the giant statue in the ministry of literally crushing muggles like whatever, everything is fine right so yeah so it's it's, so it's interesting it's interesting that it happens so early in the book where you see someone being so complicit in the face of this like pure blood bigotry and like clearly uncomfortable but like not doing anything about it right you know and like Harry noticing that she's uncomfortable but like not doing anything about it
1: right and he doesn't even know really everything that Malfoy is saying yet because he has to get a bunch of vocabulary clarification from Hagrid afterwards but Harry knows enough to be like I think this kid's being like really offensive and here's this like grown ass woman who's just like won't correct an 11-year-old about the terrible things he's saying. Like, he is still moldable at that point. If a stranger, there's no parents there. So if a stranger challenged him on his beliefs or, like, you know, told him that he was, like, being bad at 11, that is going to make such a bigger impact than if she, like, waits till he's an adult that we see him do the behavior again as an adult and she still doesn't say anything.
0: I will I will mention here the uh the popular meme of my father were here about this which <sighs> and like this obviously isn't like an excuse but I mean maybe she's a legitimate fear like legitimate fear of Lucius Malfoy a actual death eater who's still just fucking walking around spending his money being involved in politics not fucking rotting away in a cell in Azkaban so I'm, and and i'm not and, and i'm not excusing that as a reason well, i mean I, if she
1: does fear for her safety that is that is an excuse but i feel like he hasn't given a reason like he hasn't done that kind of harm since voldemort fell he's very sure. invested in like being really in with the ministry and like giving to high profile charities and like being yeah. important he wouldn't risk he would like try to tarnish her reputation but he wouldn't risk like getting in trouble to yeah. do something
0: i guess what i really mean is that i agree with you but as as opposed to being like yes i totally agree with you i have to like bring up points for us to talk about because <laughs> i'm like yes she should have said something what a terrible thing for her to do I agree with all your points. <laughs> Someone else agrees with my with your points also.
1: <laughs> Rufio says you shouldn't play devil's
0: advocate. <laughs> uh.
1: Welcome to op eds, which is what I'm deciding to call editorials this week. Okay i don't know why because i think op-eds have more of a like people associate that more with like oh someone is just like ranting about a thing and for some reason it's getting published and i feel like that's kind of what this section's for (laughs) um are you ready please brace yourself for what i'm about to tell you right now
0: i am ready i'm so ready the dursleys in this book are our age oh my fucking god wow You know, I think for the record, I definitely have met people my age who are, like, working this hard at, like, compulsory (laughs) heterosexuality, Like, being, like, (laughs) hitting all those notes of, like, I have a house, I have this job, I have a car, I may or may not have a kid. Wait, if they're our age, she, like, had that, she had Dudley when she was, like, 21 or, like, 22. That's bonkers.
1: Yeah, well, so she's older, I, I figured out she's older than Lily... So she's maybe, like, 33 or 34. She's definitely, like, our peer group.
0: They are in our peer group. That is bananas to think about. With... Yeah. Because they, they, they seem so much older in the books, because they just... I I don't know. It just seems like they're not, like, doing... I mean, they have a kid, but then they're not doing, like, anything like young people stuff. They're, like, staying at home, right. watching TV, having... Yeah.
1: Watching the news...
0: Which I guess I do a lot. I mean, I don't watch the news because the news is awful. But I do spend a lot of time watching Netflix. No, they do.
1: They feel like what we thought of parents as as children. But like, I don't know. They just don't. I can't imagine meeting the Dursleys right now and being like, oh, you're probably the same age as me
0: i feel like this is also that like we don't i'm sure there are like conservative people our age who like have a like a house and, like the burbs and like like a house and like a kid and Jesse, like, i have a house job.
1: stop using house having as like some sort of symbol
0: of being I a mean... terrible normal person <laughs> okay i'm was... But you, but like, okay, as like an adult milestone that people are like aiming toward, you know? And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make you feel bad.
1: Is it because I have pit bulls instead of children?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I don't ever eat at Applebee's. I am doing some millennial milestones correctly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so all I have to say is that we don't know normative
1: people correct we don't
0: and i i don't know i i don't know what other things normative people have (laughs) what what do normal people do we don't know (laughs) (laughs) they have
1: walrus mustaches and (laughs) they spy on their neighbors their women don't go to work and their men all have beefy necks and sell sell drills, which is just, like, such a euphemism for, like, manness.
0: <laughs> but, okay, it's actually perfect because it's, like, he works in construction, but, like, a white-collar construction job. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's like, I can feel important and manly because I sell drill bits, but I don't do any of the drilling. And <laughs> I don't ever get my hands dirty. I don't know. He plays golf.
1: These are all... You put all these things together and we ha- we're we getting to the core of what makes them not seem like they're our age. Yeah. But, like, still, like he t- for him to be a- as high up in his company as he is at, like, 34 is pretty fucking impressive. That's still, like, really young now. And I guess it wasn't so young in the 90s. Things have
0: really youngened up as the thousands have progressed. Maybe... Maybe he's a really good salesman or maybe it's the kind of industry where just being a like a loud white dude means that you're going to get ahead. That one cuz so. he
1: clearly <laughs> has like no chill and no people skills. <laughs> so not... he is not a good salesman, <laughs> I promise.
0: Um okay, what was your Um and I mean, I we touched on this a little bit before, but just sort of like why why are there why is there a chained up dragon? In Gringotts and mm. why does like no one care? And it's it's like one of those things where it's like, why are owls in cages and they can just be flying around, and they can just find people? It's like why like it's like they have the priorities of like which animals to contain and which animals should be free just totally wrong. And we'll get yeah. to this when we get to the seventh book, but the like chained up dragon in Gringotts makes me very sad. I have some stuff about that also
1: it dragons in particular. So like Harry needs dragon skin gloves for school. The woman in in Diagon Alley is complaining about the cost of dragon liver, and then, Ollivander uses hair, which is renewable, feathers, which are renewable, and heart strings, which you have to kill an animal for, for his wands. And I, I like, some of my notes are like, are there dragon farms? How many heartstrings do you get per dragon? How much liver is there per dragon? How long do dragon heartstrings and livers stay good? How many pairs of dragon gloves can you make from one dragon? Like, they, I get the impression that dragons aren't super common, but they must be farming them if so much of a dragon is used... In stuff. Like, so much of a dragon that, like, the dragon must be killed to obtain is used in the wizarding world, like, all the time. Yeah. It just kind of... It really, really weirds me out. Like, you would never kill a unicorn for its, like, magical internal properties. Like, probably unicorn steak has, like, really good healing properties. But then, like, yeah, later... Hagrid's, like, slapping a dragon steak on his eye to heal his black eye, which is disgusting. However, I bet a unicorn steak would work even better, but you'd never kill a unicorn. Why is it okay to kill
0: a dragon? Yeah, that is such a weird, unexamined thing to happen in the books. And it's clear, and it's like, and especially, I don't know, yeah, like, maybe, I mean, if they're not farming them, they're clearly maybe, like, hunting and exploring. Boarding, i mean exporting importing them which is still like maybe even more horrifying because like Mm -hmm. if dragons are huge there's probably not that many of them because they're trying not to like let muggles know and also if you have a like five ton apex predator i mean you're not going to have that many of them because like realistically how much can like an ecosystem uh support something that much eat like as much as it weighs probably right It kind of also
1: gives you a new idea of, like, what Charlie's job is. Like, is he just, like, dragon farming in
0: Romania? I mean, I... God, I hope not. (laughs) Me too. But no, but it seems like so... I mean, it seemed like some kind of, like, weird dragon care slash dragon husbandry because, like, in the fourth book, he's there to, like, you know... Which is actually also fucked up with the whole, like you know, mother dragons and their eggs and the real eggs are there. And it's like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, really?
1: It's, we never see any other magical creature treated the way that they treat
0: dragons. And it is really just baffling to me. And if they're dragon steaks, are they eating dragons? Like, how? Like, we don't eat apex predators. It can't be that good. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're using the whole animal that's good, but like, god damn.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to read it to you. It's in all caps. So I want you to imagine it in all caps. It says... Hagrid just puts him on the goddamn train back to Little Winging. Harry has never been to London before. How (laughs) fucking far is it? How does he get home? How did the Dursleys get off the island? Why does Hagrid assume they are home? Why does he assume they will take him back in? Why does he assume they will let him bring a fucking owl? Why does he assume they won't throw away all of his shit? Why does he assume they will let him get to the fucking train to Hogwarts? How does he carry all his shit home? This is utter nonsense. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, it just, it did seem a little bit more like that, like, child neglect to be like, all right, have fun getting home by yourself. Colin just, like, puts him on a train.
1: How is he getting home? Like, I think the biggest question here, they took the boat. How, it's been one day (laughs) they took the boat. Assuming that the Dursleys got off that island and back to Little Whinging is a big assume yeah really really big assumption he might be like schlepping a fucking cauldron and an owl and like 70 pounds of textbooks from god knows where the train station is back to his house in the burbs he's probably never been to the train station before they never take him anywhere and he might get home to like a dark locked house He's just sleep on the porch again like an infant waiting for them to get home oh and God. decide whether or not he can come inside because he got kidnapped by a giant that gave
0: their son a pig's <laughs> tail. Like, oh what is happening? <sighs> that, that whole timeline and sequence of events does not make any sense. You're right. And he doesn't have any muggle money. He has a pouch full of weird ass coins. He can't even call a cab. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this? weird goal like bro like this isn't gonna work no i and i don't know i would
1: like for a second to hear you speculate about what the fuck happened when harry got home sans giant plus owl (laughs) what what was his reception like with the dursleys
0: what i think is i'm sure harry didn't even want to fucking go in that house once they were home he's like w- are they gonna beat me like what is gonna happen also have this owl in a cage that's like, like that's a normal thing to have you know Ugh. like just like the awkwardness of it and like the terror like makes me cringe He he's have a house key He'd like knock on the door and be like can someone fucking?" can i me? please come in also i have a wild animal
1: <laughs> in a cage <laughs> and, like, a bunch of fucking books on witchcraft, which you have explicitly (laughs) banned, and you said that you're not going to let me go to this school. Can I come in? Can I have some fucking dinner? What? It is so upsetting.
0: Also, Harry's tiny and and malnourished. He cannot carry all this shit with him. Owls are heavy. Pewter is probably heavy. Pewter is definitely heavy. Do they give him some, like, like cloth bags like how is he getting any it's of this like gotta be cow? in like
1: his trunk
0: which which he's dragging he, clearly because yes. like he's not carrying it he's teeny he's a teeny baby he is. oh man this is such an upsetting turn of offense i just <laughs> why did we just leave him at the train station <laughs> this is why a teacher should have gone oh, with harry God. that could have operated there could have operated back McGonagall would have been like, take care of this fucking kid, get him out of a closet. Peace out.
1: Yeah, I mean, someone definitely needed to take this child home.
0: I, Like, could you imagine you're, like, taking the train home as a child sitting next to you by or, by himself with a fucking owl in his <laughs> <and a cake? laughs> like, You would be like, are you going to a circus in 1920? Where are you going?
1: <laughs> and their trunks also are probably like those like fancy ass wooden steamer trunks yeah yes that's the word steamer trunks yeah you're like are you a time traveler like what is happening (laughs) (laughs) right okay uh do you have any other op-eds no okay okay, my last one is so silly (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait to hear this it is just about the incongruity of the size of Hagrid mm. because so he's twice as tall as a normal man and three times as wide so Hagrid is 12 feet tall and I don't know six. I don't how wide how wide is a human I what I don't know who knows he's 12 feet tall that's the important yeah. part anyway so like he comes in the hut and he's she says he stoops to enter the hut the average ceiling is eight feet tall if Hagrid is 12 feet tall. He is not stooping. He is doubled over. I am 5'7", and the ceiling of my upstairs bedroom when I lived in the tiny house was four feet. I was not stooping. I was, like, you know, crawling, hunched over, (laughs) and, like, going to my bed as quickly as possible so that I did not have to stay in that position. Yeah. There's, like, a moment where he, like, jumps up off the couch And just imagining him, like, jumping up off of a couch in a room where, like, the ceiling is barely over half his height is, like, he must look ridiculous. And then he sleeps on the couch, which is really weird that he's like, Harry's fine on the floor, I'm not gonna give him the floor, (laughs) like, what an ass. But he sleeps on the couch couches are six feet long in on average hagrid is 12 feet long like your entire upper and lower half would be hanging off
0: yeah there is not any consistency with like how big he is and like how that and how his size would relate to the spaces that he's in you're totally right
1: 12 feet tall how tall is a fucking subway car because he goes on the subway with oh Harry. Man.
0: Especially, the, especially the the tube in London. That shit is like, it is not very tall in the middle and is not very wide. Like, holy crap, those are some tiny ass. Like, they're they're not yeah. as big as like subway cars here. They're like, it's fucking tiny, man. It says that Hagrid takes up
1: two seats, and I think that they're incredibly wrong about how many seats a twelve foot tall man takes up on the fucking subway.
0: He would take up four seats and he'd be just like bent over like at an angle. Cause like he, those, those, cause the ceiling is not 12 feet. It's like uh, seven uh. feet or something. And like, right. So like the couch, if I,
1: if a couch is six feet tall, Hagrid sleeping on a six foot long couch is the equivalent of Evan sleeping on a three foot wide chair. Can you pull up that image in your mind? Because it is (laughs) so fucking silly. It's like a... It's... I don't know. I mean, it's like never... His size is never never the same, sort of, from, like, space to space. And maybe this is, like, unreliable narrator Harry just being like, He's huge! You know, a kid being, like, definitely
0: twice as tall. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I... I think I think you're right. Yeah, it's like she describes Hagrid and then realizes that like having to describe Hagrid in a space built for like not giants is sort of like, oh, this is actually too ridiculous. But like you can't go back when you're like his shoes were the, his boots are the size of baby dolphins. Like, dolphins. You can't use, you can't use that imagery and then be like, oh, but he can fit in like two subway and two. His like, hands two are seats the size of trash can lids. Trash can lids are huge. They're huge. It's fucking huge. That's like, that
1: is, I like ten of my hand. I feel like, <laughs> like realistically, he shouldn't even fit on Sirius's motorbike. No, what was Sirius doing with like the war- maybe someone put an engorgement charm on the bike for Hagrid?
0: They would have to.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's that's that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Gaily Prophet.
0: You can find our podcast on Instagram at the Gaily Prophet and on Twitter also at the Gaily Prophet. And if you want to email us with your corrections or your spatial knowledge of the London Tube trains. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at thegailyprophet at gmail.com.
1: If you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thegailyprophet.
0: We will be uploading hilarious clips that do not make it to this episode. Also, apparently,
1: so much fanfic. So... yes,
0: yeah, send me your recommendations for uh, fan fiction that has Draco and Luna being BFFs. Okay, thanks.
1: Also, fanfic in which Draco and Luna uh, teaches the definition of power switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, is Draco a switch? like, Or just like pure bottom forever? I mean, he is very... Clearly, as the books progress, he is very obviously a bottom. He's a power bottom. <laughs> he is definitely a pushy bottom,
1: but he's still a bottom. Yeah. All right. Someone else can teach us the definition of power switch.
0: <laughs> please, please email us with your your definition, either in Harry Potter or other fictional works. All right. I am Jesse Blount, and you can find me on twitter at jesse underscore detroit or on instagram where you can view photos of my cats at live from detroit
1: and i am lark malachi gray you can find me on instagram at lark malachi l-a-r-k-m-a-l-a-k-a-i our logo was designed by Theo Julian Forrester, who can be found on Instagram at Theo Julian Forrester. The music in our theme song is called Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeoid. Thank you for listening to the second episode. We still don't have an outro.
0: How do do words work? They don't. It's too
1: late. (laughs) Words don't work at
0: all.